And it's a very big hello to everyone out there in local government land who enjoys our weekly newsroom feature with Catherine Arndt, the CEO of the VLGA. How are you, Catherine? Very well, Chris. And how are you doing this afternoon? I'm going very, very well. I was just thinking you would have appreciated the long weekend uh, to catch up a bit on some, some, some sleep or get some well-earned rest after your very big fast-track leadership day last Friday. Yes, it was um, an amazing day on Friday, Chris, and thank you very much for your participation as well. The VLGA hosted its annual Fast Track Councillor Leadership Development Program. Uh, it was attended by 26 councillors, um, a number of mayors and deputy mayors, um, some of whom were first-time councillors as well as being uh, first-time mayors and deputy mayors. So congratulations to all of those who participated. And it was great to have the Minister for Local Government open the session and talk to the room for almost an hour and answer a number of questions that came from the floor. You know, the RACV Club does a wonderful job in hosting that event for us and it was terrific that we were able to come together face-to-face -to -face and, um, you know, hear from amazing panellists throughout the day. So if people did miss that or would like to find out a little more, we do have a panel interview films um, of all of the panellists just talking briefly about what they were, you know, I guess the highlights of what they were talking to on the day. But, of course, the high-level topics were the role of mayor, it was about leadership, it was about raising the bar and the first 290 days. Um, so well worth checking out if you missed it. And I'm very pleased to announce, Chris, that we will be hosting Fast Track 2021 Part 2 later in the year. The Ooh. feedback that we received and the interest expressed um, requires that we host another fast track program later in the year, perhaps in September, just before councils start to make those important decisions about who will be their mayor uh, and deputy mayor going into to the next year. So keep a look out for that. Great idea. And of course, the other uh, thing you can have a look at that gives you a sense of what Fast Track was all about was the governance update, which close to being one of our most watched episodes, I think, uh, Catherine. Our first live governance update. It was. Uh, so Steve Cooper and I recorded that uh, in the lunch break on uh, Fast Track Day, and it does cover some of those things that you were, were talking about. It gives you a good uh, snapshot of the day. But well done to you and your very hardworking team on pulling all of that together. It was a great effort. Oh, look, thanks, Chris. And just to, to highlight a couple of things the Minister commented on, he talked about the fact that legislation was going through that would enable virtual council meetings to continue uh, beyond the, the current period and, and perhaps in, well, my sense was indefinitely, uh, and that would certainly accommodate um, those circumstances where, for whatever reason, uh, councillors can't come to the meeting face-to-face, um, -face, would accommodate um, those with carer responsibilities, um, councillors working in, in rural and remote sort of locations where they have to travel a long way to get to a council meeting. And, and on that, I noticed that in New South Wales, they're passing similar legislation to enable virtual council meetings and also um, uh, the payment of childcare allowances, again, to support women's participation in council meetings. So some similar things across the borders there. 
Yes, I did see that announcement. I think there's some provisions in place that strongly encourage councils to support councillors with childcare responsibilities. They're going to make that much tighter, much tougher. And similarly, it's about giving councillors the option if they have work or caring commitments to be able to dial into a council meeting virtually. In this day and age, it's just common sense. But what we're typically seeing around the different jurisdictions is it takes the legislative framework a bit of time to catch up. Of course it does. Um, and it's good to see that it is happening, though. And certainly a lot of feedback that the Minister received last Friday at the program were from councillors who expressed just, um, you know, that challenge of managing a full-time job with what is seem to be a, a volunteer role, that of a counsellor. Um, but of course, we know that it's much more than that. And also the, the allowance that accompanies that uh, is at a level that also requires people who aren't self-funded, um, I guess, to, to work. And, and that does require a lot of balancing. Also, Catherine, making news, the, uh, the MAV, the Municipal Association of Victoria, the peak body uh, of which all councils, I think, in the state uh, members, has held its board election and really pleasing to see a new president from a rural council. Yes, congratulations to Councillor David Clark, who uh, has been elected as the president. Uh, David's from the Pyrenees Shire Council. Uh, we also have uh, Councillor Joseph Haywell from Hume City Council, Councillor Rohan Leppert from the City of Melbourne, Councillor Tom Mellican from uh, the City of Banyul, uh, Councillor Jamie Clissard from the City of Stonington, uh, Councillor Christopher Bolham from the City of Frankston, uh, Councillor Kathy Majlik from the City of Melton, uh, Councillor Brett Tassari from Bass Coast Shire Council, Councillor Jennifer Anderson from Macedon Rangers Shire Council, Councillor Aaron Scales from the Alpine Shire Council, Councillor Murray Emmonson from Northern Grampians, Councillor Kylie Gresbick from Geelong, and Councillor Ruth Gress. Uh, now, I, you might have to get this one for me. I'd say Gastreen, but I'm not absolutely certain on that one. From Karangamite Shire Council. So congratulations to all of those councillors who have been elected um, to the MAV board. That's a great mix. And uh, if I can indulge in a quick plug for a sideline that I've got going, Catherine, that you know well about, the new Local Government News Roundup, we'll be speaking with Councillor David Clark, the new president of the MAV for that program uh, in the next few days. Yes, and what a terrific initiative that is, Chris, and the, the VLGA is very proud to be the lead sponsor for Local Government News Roundup. Thank you, Catherine. It's fabulous to have the VLGA on board as really the founding sponsor of the program. I've got to say, I'm blown away by the early reaction. First episode came out this week. Uh, it's had a terrific response um, I've far surpassed my target for first episode in terms of uh, listen, listenership. There's even people in England and France listening to it. Go, go figure. But it is a broader look at local government. It's not just Victorian news. It's Australian and beyond. And I'm really looking forward to putting it together probably a couple of times a week, I'd say. Yeah, look, and, and, and it's something that, that seems like a natural extension, Chris, to the work we've done on VLGA Connect and also the global... Uh, executive and CEO forums that we've commenced with 
LGIU. So it's very pleasing to be able to look at local, national and a little bit of international news as part of this program. Let's talk about the panel that you've just alluded to. So there's another global executive panel coming up, uh, not this week, but the next, about community wellbeing with guests from uh, Moreland, Hawkesbury in New South Wales, and from Barkingham, Dagenham Borough in London. What a great lineup. It's a terrific lineup. We have Kathy Henderson, who is the CEO of Moreland City Council. We have Linda Perrine, who is a director from Hawkesbury City Council and Gail Clark and the CEO Claire Simmons from Barking and Dagenham Council in the UK, talking about community wellbeing, as you said, uh, 7pm Australian Eastern Standard Time next Thursday, the 18th of March. Looking forward to that and looking forward to hearing how these different councils have been really trying to have the community connectedness at the forefront of what they're doing in a pandemic, with the economic circumstances that have befallen everyone because of the pandemic and other things. Um, Kathy Henderson at Moreland, for example, will talk about their Community Connector project, which was nominated for an LG Pro Victoria Award for Excellence this year. Just a great, and really, uh, when you think about it, logical uh, project to keep people connected at times when it's gonna be really hard to stay in touch. Yeah, look, it's, it's a really um, interesting topic, I think, and really timely as well, given um, the situation that we find ourselves in globally. Now, there's another bit of news I wanted to touch on, uh, Catherine, which has just come out today as of our recording. The federal opposition leader, Anthony Albanese, has announced that if the ALP is successful at the next federal election, they will restore local government's seat at the National Cabinet. That's got to be worth noting and... Uh, celebrate. Oh, absolutely. I, I did see that article also, Chris, and, and that is a big announcement. Uh, of course, that is something that local government have been uh, advocating for since the disbandment of COAG. And of course, ALGA used to, as the National Australian Local Government Association, have a seat on COAG, um, but no longer had a seat at that national cabinet level in any sort of ongoing regular capacity. Um, so this announcement's quite big news for the sector. It is. And of course, as you would appreciate or predict, uh, people are calling on the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, to match that commitment. Well, I'd go one step further and say, don't just match it if you're successful at the next election, do it now. Well, why not? Yeah. Exactly. Why not? Why not? Shall we not hold our breath just in case? I, I just wonder whether he may have a few other things on his on his desk at the moment, though, Chris. Can't imagine what. Can't mm. imagine what. All right. Uh, thank you, Catherine. Um, what else is coming up? I know there's a lot on your plate, including your new governance advisory network, which I think is getting together this week. Yes, that's right. Friday at 11am is the governance advisory network uh, meeting of the VLGA, but probably worth noting... Um, because nominations are closing very shortly, are the 2021 Heart Awards, uh, helping achieve reconciliation together. So this is an annual awards program that the VLGA launched about six or seven years ago and then entered into a collaborative partnership with Reconciliation Victoria. So we now jointly host these awards. And looking for nominations from community and local government that demonstrate initiatives that work towards reconciliation. 
So please, if you haven't looked at that, check out our website and our newsletter, but nominations close on the 28th of March. Fabulous. Catherine, uh, I think we've outstayed our welcome. We have so much more we could talk about, lots of news doing the rounds. Some of that will uh, come up in the Local Government News Roundup podcast. But uh, don't forget the governance update comes your way later in the week with Stephen Cooper. And I'll look forward to chatting with you when we return to our normal time of recording uh, when there's no long weekend next week on Monday. I'll see you then, Chris. Catherine Art, the CEO of the VLGA, joining us for our weekly newsroom feature here on VLGA Connect. Mm-hmm.